Start that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker, bucker. Five. Wait, why'd you go back to five? It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. Recording as we speak. Oh my gosh! Holy crap! <laughs> We're plugging in. We're plugging in. Hey, Keith. Yes, sir. Dude, what's up? We just saw the Incredibles too. That was freaking awesome. Did you like it? I really liked it. I really, really liked it. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. I loved everything that they did that was, I guess, new for the, you know, especially with the baby. Oh, (laughs) Jack-Jack. Little Jack-Jack. Little Jack-Jack steals the show. Oh, my God. It was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Every every time that he had, like, a new... uh, power pop up. <laughs> How many fucking powers did he have? He can multiply. He can multiply. He can face through walls. He, he can... becomes a monster. He turns on fire. He shoots lasers out of his eyes. He was amazing. Dude, he's either going to grow up to be a fucking supervillain or the greatest superhero ever. Well, he has to be a villain because he's the third in that line of kids. He's got to be the most spoiled. It'll be perfect. Oh, <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? He'll go all like... Um, What's Princess Leia's son, the one in, in the new movie? Kylo. Yeah. He's going to go Kylo on everybody. Kylo. It's going to be all, you can't tell me what to do with my powers, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me where to multiply and where not to multiply. If, you can, if I want to turn on fire, I can turn on fire. Um, and, I, and I bet he's just going to keep on getting more and more and more powers. Of course, because this is now, so that means he still has his pubescence burst. So there's going to be more coming out of him, I'm sure, if he's still <laughs> developing. Come on. His pubescence burst. <laughs> uh, doctor, I think my pubescence burst. <laughs> and um, have to wipe it up. And I think I, I need some napkins. Jesus, that's hysterical, dude. You know what's really, you know what's really exciting? What is that? The person that we're about to Skype with, uh huh, um, that I'm about to interview here, is a hero of mine. Really? He actually, he actually did some of the voices of the of the characters in the show to, that we saw today. Incredible oh, shut up! He did. Um, he was. Crushor. Oh, and, okay. And electrics. So he was the guy who talked like this. He was like Brazilian he uh-huh. was, and he had electrical powers. <laughs> and then he was also Crusher. So what am I supposed to do? I, you want me to, to, uh, to uncrush something? <laughs> I can't fucking uncrush how, anything. How do you unpunch something? Exactly. You, exactly. you do I come to your house and I tell you to unpunch things? That's hysterical. He did both of those voices. Very fun. Okay, so let's find out. Let's call him right now and find out. This is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. It was that was really a fun show. Let's let's reach out to let's reach out to uh, Phil. Phil Lamar. Fun show. You're funny because you do a you do a theater show and you're calling this movie. It's the greatest show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get in touch with the band's visit was garbage. <laughs> this. 
We'll talk about we'll talk about the Tonys later, man. Oh God. Okay. Right, the person whom you're trying to reach <laughs> is currently unavailable. That's upsetting. Please leave a message after the beep. Okay, let me leave a message. Hey, Phil, it's Chris walking. I'm wondering where you are. We had a, a fun little Skype date. And I'm saying, hey, whoa, where are you? <laughs> and now I got to go. <laughs> there he is. Did I leave him? Is he there? I think he's calling us back. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, hold on. Is it? This is so fun. Holy shit. Ringing. Ringing. It's ringing. And I'm singing because we got Phil Lamar. And it's crazy. And it's what's today? Today's Friday. And it's Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are you there? I'm here. Man, there you fucking are, dude. Where are you? I'm, you know, I'm always on another planet, but I'm in New York. (laughs) And you're in LA right now? Yes, sir. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, can, yeah, we got him good. Yeah, we got you, man. You're beautiful. Fucking, you're fu- dude. Your voice, the elixir of life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so fucking appropriate to have you. Uh, just your voice on the show right now, you know. Right. We gotta have you. We gotta. I gotta have you next time you're in New York or I'm in LA or something. Uh, we'll do an in person or. I, I feel like because. Uh, 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 Grunberg, uh, Grunny, oh, Grunny. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I, I know, I've only met him once or twice, and I feel like I know him forever. Oh, Grunny. Uh, he, oh, he makes you feel that way. Yeah, right? And, uh, he's, he's kind of, he kind of set this up, and, yeah. um, I feel like we'll be, I feel like we'll be, uh, chatting for, for years to come. I hope so, man, because you're fucking, <laughs> you're fucking, uh, you're like a, you're like a hero of mine. <laughs> You're a hero. <laughs> what are you laughing oh, at? Way to, way to make me feel old, Dan. What? What? Making you feel old? Because I'm saying you're a hero of mine? <laughs> what? How am I making you feel old? How am I making you feel old? That's true. I guess hero doesn't. Yeah. yeah. You can be a young hero. You're current. But, but really? Is, is your I'm, hero ever anybody younger than you? Dude, I'm going to age myself with the first reference. <laughs> I'm going to, with the first reference that you that you changed my life with. I'm just going to go into it right now. Mr. T. That song is ingrained in my mind. And I, and I'm looking at your, I'm looking at your Wikipedia and I'm like, Holy shit. He did. He was, he was on the Mr. T animated show. Oh my God. Do you, yeah. Okay. Yep. I was in high school. That was no. like my first professional gig. How the fuck did that? You were like the coolest person in the world to do that from high school. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen it, <laughs> dude? I, Mr. T was the was the man. Like back in the eighties, like I fucking loved that show. I was like, man, everyone's acrobatic, and he's running around, and <laughs> he's saying his catchphrases. And, and oh man! So how the fuck? Yeah. Did, how did you get that gig out of high school? Um, a friend of my mother's worked for NBC, and she, they knew they were using real kids. Wow. And she had come to one of my high school plays. It's like, oh, you're an actor. We need kids for this thing. Why don't you come audition? And I wound up auditioning and getting it. And then they only recorded in the summers because they didn't want to have to worry about anybody missing school. Wow. And for three summers, that was my summer job. Okay, that was 1980 what? That was 84, 83. 83 we started. Okay, 83, which is like a huge year of pop culture awesomeness. 
Okay. Right? It's a long time ago. Yeah. Like, just to give a reference, like, I think 83 was the first time I was in the movie theaters as a, uh, and I saw Return of the Jedi. Like, holy shit, man. Oh, wow. Like, that, that was, that's, a, that's a special year. Well, but it's so funny because you look at it now and sort of pop culture, media, entertainment is all one. Back then, there was no way you would have ever mentioned a Star Wars movie in the same breath as a shitty Saturday morning cartoon. Like, they were worlds apart. Right, right. Nowadays, it's like, I, I bootleg them both from the same website, you know? Yeah, it's all, ex- it's, like, it's like gremlins. Like, we poured water on it, and it just exponentially <laughs> fucking multiplied. It was, it, it, yeah, right? it's insane. It's insane to, to go to the movies and see basically everything that's out there for the summer is something that you either played with as a kid or fucking watched right. or you know it's it's amazing it's a uh, it's i mean it's 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 wild they're definitely catering well, to us uh, to and every- remember having to go to the movies <laughs> like two and three times if you wanted to see it again right. like oh my god like i would go i remember going to see what was it stripes or, or meatballs or one uh. of these bill murray movies or all of the Bill Murray movies. I would go once, yeah. fall in love with it, go back with a notepad to try to write down the amazing, hilarious lines yeah. in the dark. And I could never read whatever the fuck I wrote <laughs> afterwards. And what were you doing with that? You were practicing with it at home? Just trying to, t- to remember, to try to take some of it with me. Do you have Because I knew it, was, it wasn't going to be on TV for another five years. Let me hear your uh, best uh, Bill Murray impression. I don't, I mean, I'm trying to do like Oh, a- uh, Oh shit! What was I saying? So I, 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 um, I'm going to regain full consciousness on my deathbed. Uh, <laughs> the Dalai Lama so said I got, so. so I got that going for me. Yeah, yeah, man. Fucking Bill Murray. Like, you ever met oh, him? Man. Yeah, I did a movie with him back in 2000. What movie did you do? There was a movie called, uh, um, shit. What the hell was it? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's hard to it's hard to remember because it never actually. This is the weirdest thing. Yeah, it was Bill Murray, Catherine O'Hara, James Spader, oh. um, Jay Moore, Laura Flynn Boyle, like all of these people, never came out in theaters. Right, right. Disappeared off the face of the earth. He, um, he's damn it. You'll remember yeah. it. I I fucking uh, I fucking uh, I met a lot of people and a lot, a lot of my heroes and. Uh, he was one where I turned into a, I just turned into silly putty, man. I couldn't fucking, <laughs> like, it's like my fucking bones, like, dissolved inside my body. Like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't move. I, I couldn't, I, and, and I, you want to hear this crazy story? It's actually, yeah. it's totally yeah. pertains to, um, it pertains to, uh, to fucking uh, voiceover. And so I was, I was in college and my buddy was working at Sound One, which is a which is a sound studio here in New York, and oh, okay, and they said uh, he said, "Oh my God, fucking Bill Murray's in the building. You want to meet him?" I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> and I fucking go, I go running down, and I and he walks out, and he's doing he's doing uh, ADR for the Garfield movie, okay, <laughs> right? So he walks out, oh my God. okay, and. Um, I, I and he's just I see him he's just like not having a fun time, and uh, and I walk he walks out and I'm, I'm staying there and as soon as I fucking see him I can't fucking like I I grab the I have to grab the fucking railing the banister like I can't stand oh, because I'm like god. oh my god and he's like fifty feet tall you know yes and it's I'm, huge huge and I'm just like 
And he looks at me, and I looked up at him, and my buddy says, hey, yeah, this is Dan. And, and uh, I go to shake his hand, and he shakes my hand, and he goes, uh, I'm, I'm Bill. And, you're right, and, I'm, and I'm just all, I, I know, you know, I'm like the stupidest fucking idiot. And then the only thing, the only thing I can think to say is, um, full circle, man, full, <laughs> full circle. And he's just all, well, what are you talking yeah. about? What, what the fuck is full circle? And, and I'm just all, okay, so. Oh, no. You're doing. You the, want you to do the shaggy doll story? Okay. So, uh, no, I go, I go. I go full circle, man. Fucking the the guy who did Peter Vankman's voice on the Ghostbuster cartoon was the same guy who did Garfield. And now you, sir, are doing the Garfield voice. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks down at me and he's just all Yeah. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> and he just fucking turns around, goes back into the booth. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. I'm such an you, idiot. He was not impressed by the cosmic synchronicity. <laughs> not at all. Myself. Not at all. And then I just, I just, I probably stood there for their half hour because I couldn't move. But um, oh, that's my big no, that was, Well, it's funny because when I worked with him, um, I mean, it's intimidating. I mean, meeting Bill Murray is intimidating. I think especially if you're anybody of our generation who grew up watching him 80 feet tall, making a billion dollars in every movie that, you know, Im imprinted on you as a teenager. It's a genius. Like, you know. Um, so I think I tried to, like, make some little connection because I had done improv in Chicago and knew one of his younger brothers. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And Nothing. The, hilar the, hilarious, the hilarious thing about this shoot was we were on location in Canada. Yeah. And I mean, he was obviously the alpha male. Like there was no doubt about that. He was last one in in the morning, first shot out in the, you know, in the day. But the really funny thing was, you know, Bill would get his shots done and he'd be gone. You know, to the house they were renting for him. And then after he left, watching everybody else jockey for position to say who who is the beta? I am beta. I am beta. <laughs> it's my because, bone. Because obviously the, you know, Catherine O'Hara was second in command. Because right. she, you know, everyone was like, oh my God, it's Catherine O'Hara. But she didn't give a shit. Because she was this immensely, incredibly nice Canadian people. So she's just like, whatever. <laughs> and once people realize that, they're like, oh. So then it's all the Americans clawing for, you know, supremacy. You've got Jay Moore who's like, well. After Bill, I'm the funniest person here. So, you know, I should be out. I should be beta. <laughs> then you've got James Spader, who's like, well, oh, yeah. after Bill, I've been famous the longest. So, I should be beta. And then you've got Laura <laughs> Flynn Boyle, who's like, well, I'm fucking Jack Nicholson. So, I should be beta. <laughs> Holy shit. And so, like, everybody's sort of maneuvering. It's like, all right, that was a good one. It's like, well, you know what? Actually, I, I could use one more take. And looking to see if anybody is going to, like, Wow. You know, ruffle the feathers like, can they can she demand a take, you know, uh, or, or can we just move on? You know, so it's like all of these little like get mind games. It was hilarious. Yeah, that's what it is, man. It's all it's all juggling egos and it's a fucking <laughs> it's a minefield. It's, you know, it, it, yeah, in order to operate. And, you know, everyone's an artist and everyone's, you know, everyone's got crazy emotions every single day. 
Uh, it's like oh. it's like dealing with the you know it's like an insane asylum. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to know what your name means? I do this for all my my guests. <laughs> uh, first or last? Hey, do you have a middle name? I do not. Awesome. Okay, that's easy enough. Um, so okay, so I'm gonna do your whole name if that's cool. I mean, you cool with that? Oh, I I, I defy you to tell me anything I don't know. I, okay. It's, Okay, because I I've broken this down. Ah, you know, but go good. So what man. do you think? What's, do you, what, I, I want to know which which sources you're you're gonna uh, tap into. The very easiest sources. Uh, you're, you're going with the ancient Greek roots. <laughs> well, uh, there's like some of them were uh, British. Some of it some of it was French. But here's the first the first name is Philip. Do you know what Philip means? Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, but no, it's your show. Okay, you, you got, got it. You got, got it. it. So, <laughs> so Philip, I've had this name on the show a lot because, as you know, uh, uh, Greg, uh, his middle name is Philip. Greg Philip. I Grunny. did not know that. Yes, it is. Now you know. And then, uh, and then, um, uh, I had Ryan Philippi on the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Philip. So you've got this one banked. I got it. I know what this is. It means, are you ready for this, dude? Mm -hmm. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I think it's awesome. Oh, I know. It means oh. horse lover. Lover. Phylos hippos. Yes. Lover horses. You knew it already. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Dude, right. I was tortured with that in middle school. <laughs> People looked it up and were like, you're a horse lover. Right. Because you hand that to 10-year-old boys, and you know. It's like it's it's the same time when you're going through the dictionary looking up, dude, smegma's in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I laughed at that. Okay, let's move on. To, <laughs> let's move on to uh, Lamar. Are you ready? You know what this Lamar means? This one's tougher. Means? This one's tougher. Lamar, I found two meanings, and they're both fucking beautiful, dude. Okay? The first meaning is the sea. Right. The bastardization of the French la mer. Yeah. The sea, la mer, oh, la mer. But you have a second one. I've never heard a second one. What do you got, dude? If you've never heard this one, you're gonna fucking shit your pants. Okay. It also means liquid gold. What? Un it, really? From what? <laughs> it's fucking. Never. Your name is Horse Lover Liquid Gold. Like, <laughs> like your fucking voice. It's liquid <laughs> gold. Let me find out where. That's hilarious. Which the Lamar, liquid Lamar name meaning. That's all I do is like I just fucking. <laughs> okay. Lamar name meaning. Here we go. I fucking love it. It's just like. Oh, Arabic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. See, now that's funny because. For years, I've, you know, assumed it was just some Arabic. bad translation of the French la mer, you know, meaning the sea. Um, but I've always looked for, like, is there an actual word, la mar? But you, you know, know, fucking li and liquid gold. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Once, in like an ancient <laughs> French dictionary, I found an actual la mar, and it meant puddle. So I, like, pushed that aside. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the sea. Oh, my God. That's yes. that's so much that's so, it's so poetic, and then liquid, and liquid gold, gold in the Arabic. That. That's fucking. You ever read The Alchemist? No. You got to read The Alchemist. I think everybody... is that another series of movies you star in, Dan? No, it should be. It should <laughs> it be. be. It, it should be a giant anime movie, but it's fucking. <laughs> 
What it is is well, were, it's Paolo. Wait, what Colo. is that anime series? Oh, Full Metal Alchemist. That's the one. Oh, exactly. No, no, fucking. Um, the Alchemist is a is a it's like a, a hundred page nov not novella novel, um, by Paolo Colo that like basically changed my life. That teaches that's it's you know you know the whole art of alchemy and basically right. creating gold, man. And it's yeah. And uh, you should you should just knowing that your name <laughs> means liquid gold. I think that you have to fucking you have to read it. You have to read it now. Um, Interesting. I will. Uh, so you learned something. You learned something new about your name. Yes, you you stumped the band. Good for you. I think we should do a threadless commercial here, randomly <laughs> threadless commercial. Are you an artist trying to sell your work or a musician without a merch store? Artist Shops by Threadless makes selling your designs easy. Add your art to hundreds of clothing, accessory, and home decor items in minutes. It's fully customizable, so you can make your shop totally unique. I'm selling t-shirts and mugs and posters and stuff. It's cool. It's got 40X logo on it, and, and it says the 40X experience on it and I look cool sign up is a hundred percent free there are zero minimums zero monthly fees and you set your own prices but the best part threadless handles shipping and customer service giving you more time to do what you love like making art or watching 4d movies <laughs> with over a hundred thousand shop owners and four million users join the party head to artistshops.com slash danfogler one word to sign up and you too will be part of the dark side of the force (laughs) (coughs) hand me my inhaler and now we're back (laughs) um let me let me let me tell you something about so you you phil lamar have basically I've, I followed you. I've been following your your entire career. What I don't know about is the early days in the Groundlings and Second City and Dell Close and. Oh yeah. I mean, tell me, like, what was it like working with Dell? I mean, you you work with them on a regular basis, huh? Yeah. Well, it was um, back in college. I started doing improv comedy. Um, a buddy of mine was from Chicago, and he had studied with Dell and started doing this long form stuff called The Herald. Which back then, yeah. nobody had ever heard of. Right. Um, and he like came back to school. He's like, "Hey guys, let's start a group. We're gonna do this thing called a Herald." Like, what? It's called somebody's name. What are you talking about? And so we all got together and it's named, started. It's doing... named after someone, isn't it? Na- isn't it named after somebody? Harold something. I forget. I I don't think it's after a specific person, or at least I never heard who the actual Harold was. It was just sort of the random name that Dell, right. you know. Pulled out of the ether for long form um, improvisation. Yes, for this for this thing that I mean, <laughs> it was crazy, man. Because we started doing it without ever having seen one. He just described it to us, and we're like, "Oh, all right, let's try it." And we're just you know going around, and it was amazing. I mean, as a you know eighteen, nineteen year old, you're handed this things like you can say anything you want, and you're with a group of people that will agree, and together you will create reality. Go. It was like, yes! It was, it was like mind-expanding. Yeah, right. Sure. Tell your own story. Write it in the moment in front of everybody's eyes. It's magically right. delicious. And I went to UCB um, 
Ah. And uh, that's what they were doing there. That's that's their that's their whole thing. That's what they were teaching Harold's. Mm-hmm. And then they would do you know shows Saturday yeah. you know, shows with their companies, and everyone was doing this this thing. I mean, it's like it 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 changed all of the whole world of improv. I mean, it, it was yeah before it was sketches and then in short form and in improv sports and theater sports. And then suddenly it was just like, no, we are creating right. a TV show, a movie before your eyes <laughs> with one suggested from the audience. Um, I think, yeah, it was, it was really weird to be there at that time. Cause we, cause the whole group of us that summer went and studied with Dell as a group. And it was crazy. I mean, cause he was already legendary. It's like, oh my gosh, that's the guy who taught John Belushi how to do cocaine, you know? <laughs> and, but, well, I mean, aside from that, he was also like <laughs> at, the, at the foundations of every comedy movement of, you know, every significant comedy movement of the 20th century since vaudeville, you know? Jeez. And it's like, oh shit, he was with Arkin and, you know, uh, and Mike Nichols in the suits in the fifties. Wow. He was, you know, in the seventies with, you know, the committee in, in San Francisco, he was with, you know, Belushi and, you know, and Ackroyd and those guys in the seventies, like he was everywhere, you know, and teaching them. Right. You know, it's like, this is what you should be doing. Did he destroy yeah. you or did he like, I heard like he breaks you apart and then he puts you back together. Like, like one of those guys. Um, not really. I mean, basically like you'd come into class and there would be 20 minutes to 40 minutes of listening to Dell talk. <laughs> he would just tell a story about whatever was on his mind or whatever, and then it would lead into, like, an exercise. Mm. I remember one day, he's like, uh, you, you just pick somebody at random. It's like, tell us, describe your day that you just had. <laughs> okay. And then, like, the guy would go, oh, I did this, I did this. He's like, all right, everybody up. Now you are going to act out the dream that he will have had as a result of that day. Right, right. Go. Yeah. And so basically he was like trying to create this new long form of like dream. I don't know if he, he never actually came up with like a form for it, but like that was our exercise. We spent like right. an hour trying to improvise a dream. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. We did, we did shit like that in acting school, man. We, we did dream work. And I mean, that's right. Like, like, isn't that, isn't that like the heart of, um, that's at the heart of uh, the Harold, you know, was yeah. he, was he, it's, 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 it's so cool that you got to, to work with him, man. Did you, who else was in your class? Anybody, um, that anyone would recognize? Well, that was the weird thing is the people of, of the people that I was in my college group with, none of them were performers. They're all lawyers and engineers. And in huh. fact, one of the guys in the group, uh, earlier this year, um, argued a case before the Supreme Court. <laughs> so they're basically all doing real shit. Um, and the funny thing is the people that were at, cause improv Olympic had just sort of started at that point when we were out there right. and there were all of these like people, you know, Joel Murray was just finishing classes, Dave Pesquese, like all of these people who are now improv and comedy legends. I'm like, Oh, I remember they were just starting out. You know, it's really, it, you were talking about feeling old, right. you know, it was, it was amazing to see how everybody has gone on, you know, and I don't know, it was, it set my brain in a way, um, that I could not have imagined any other, you know, path, you know, once I'd been opened up to that, I'm like, right. I gotta do this, you know? 
Did you ever work with uh, uh, Liz Feldman at the Groundlings? You ever work with her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Liz. I grew up with her, man. She was like my, my partner what? in co- comic crime back in, in Brooklyn, man. We went to high school together. Yeah. Yeah. She she and I were creating characters long before oh, she even uh, got to the Groundlings. So I'm so happy you hilarious. know her. Yeah. She's the, she, yeah. she's the best. I remember when she was coming up. And it's it was so funny to come from you know dell and this like you know huge like you know chicago improv tradition and then to come home after college and start taking groundlings classes just because i was jonesing to do you know some more improv and very different worlds very different worlds like that chicago world did you hear was did you hear that did you hear that music i thought that was you no no man i thought it was you (laughs) keith you son of a bitch keith I give you. He's fucking with us. It just happened. I'm your, sorry. Your elbow slipped. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the. Now imagine. I thought, all, I thought all of a sudden we were on the fucking Howard Stern show in the morning too. Hey, Fred. Hey, Fred. Come on, get up it. You know. But basically. <laughs> Welcome to the morning zoo. Welcome to the morning. Ah, did you just make that sound with your mouth? I hope. <laughs> hey, dude. So okay, that's the perfect way to segue into this next thing. When did you start doing impressions? When you were just like a baby? Like when? When did that happen? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, I you were just like tenth grade doing impressions of the grade, doctor. We, we did a production of um, uh, played against Sam at my high school. Huh. And I beat out all the older guys for the part of Humphrey Bogart because you could do the impression. Because I was the one who was doing Humphrey Bogart. Jesus. Back, you know, in the 80s as a, you know, 15-year-old, what other people <laughs> knew what Humphrey Bogart sounded like, you know? Uh, what the fuck, dude? And were they just, was everyone just like, holy shit, this guy's got a, got a talent. <laughs> this guy's got a max yes. this. Well, then, then we had to, like, go, uh, can Bogart be black? <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell I mean, Thank God it wasn't an Edward Albee play, you know? <laughs> that's, um, that's hilarious, man. Um, well, I mean, you know, comedy, comedy, uh, and talent rises to the top. It doesn't matter what you look like. It's just the, you know, the best person for the part, the fucking, so, okay. So hey. I'm looking at this list of impressions that you do and <laughs> it's extensive. So the first one I realize is that I saw you the first time I saw you, I think was probably on mad TV when you were doing <laughs> Billy Crystal and when Harry met oh. said, and I was just like, "Oh God, that guy's fucking good." And uh, you know, the thing about it is, men and women can never be friends because <laughs> the sex part always gets in the way. Oh my God! Which is hilarious because I was a huge Billy Crystal fan. Yeah, I loved Soap. I even went and saw fucking Rabbit Test in a drive-in theater, but I didn't know that I could do him. But like, we were right. doing these, you know, shooting these parodies on Mad, and basically. We ran out of white guys. Like, well, <laughs> you oh, Dave him. Herman is booked. Okay, he's already shooting a sketch. We can't. That's hilarious. Uh, hey, Phil, can you do Billy Crystal? Wow, I'm like, wow. uh, I don't know. Let's see. That's fantastic. <laughs> There's too much paprika in my, in my paprika. <laughs> too much. You look fabulous. You, you're marvelous. That was actually one of the first. You're marvelous. I have American I know. I, Spanish. Mark. I had that album. Did you have that album? I, I saw him on SNL, and I was, uh, and I do it. I do the impression for my parents, and I, they just pissed their pants. They like couldn't believe that I was like, 
a little kid doing this uh, this crazy um what what the hell which is, is this? which is some some mirror in a mirror shit because it's a little kid doing an impression of a guy doing an impression right. of a guy that nobody remembers <laughs> <laughs> least of all the little kid you let me tell you something Donnie. you're a he i fucking love that character i i would do that they would just piss their pants. You, that's all, it's very similar to Sammy Davis. You do a Sammy Davis, right? Oh yeah. It's like, you know, man. The yeah. thing about it is, yeah, because you know both Billy and Sammy are, you know, Billy's Billy's up here. You know, he's, he's a little bit different, but Sammy, you know, has got. They're basically in the same place, man. They are. But, you know. Oh, that's really good. Holy shit. Yes, Sammy. Sammy is Billy out of the side of your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> I can't fuck it. I'm tr- I try. I got no, that's good. It was all right. You do it. You no, do my, my favorite one is Chris Rock. Oh, sorry. Because no. when you when you do an impression of Chris Rock, yeah, all of a sudden, anything you say sounds 15 times as funny. That's fantastic. even if it's not a real Chris Rock joke, it's got that Chris Rock spin. <laughs> Love it. You also do you do Morgan Freeman, don't you? Yeah, I, I got to do that actually on Futurama. Holy the penguin is, they breed for life. <laughs> oh my God. But it's, it's, it's weird now, because I look at my impression list, and with the Me Too movement, <clears throat> I just keep crossing shit off. Fuck, right? Like, you oh, can't do Morgan oh, Freeman. Can't do this one no more. You got to shut that off. You know? Yeah, yeah, shit. Exactly. Like, I used to do in my comedy, I used to come out going... I can't do this bit anymore. I used this is this is terrible, but That's I used funny. to I used to come out because I loved. I can't believe I'm going to talk about this, but I love I love <laughs> I love Bill Cosby. Love Bill Cosby. Fuck, I, I love oh, him. Used to do a Cosby. Can't do a Cosby impression anymore. Can't do well, it for, not a, for a couple of reasons now. For a million reasons. <laughs> for like a thousand reasons, it's hard. You know, you can't. But uh, it's so crazy. That's local black face. It's so crazy how on the other <laughs> side of the spectrum he is now. He used to be the ice cream man, and now he's like an evil scientist. Right. So, so I used to do this bit in my act where I came up, and I I, I was like very excited in my act. I like I come up and I just be like, "How's everybody doing? How's everybody?" And then I just be like, "Holy shit, I sound like drunk Bill Cosby." How's everybody? And I just like go off and like I just <laughs> morph into drunk Bill Cosby at a wedding and then I and then you know, I can't do that anymore unless I'm talking yeah. about I mean, I guess I could ma- I mean, you know, I guess you know, you oh god, I, you can't you can't. I can't even you can't do it. Can't fucking do Bill Cosby anymore. Sorry. Right now, you can't it's... do Morgan Freeman. I'm tra- I'm crossing that off your list. Um, Although you, you know what's really fascinating is all of the people who are pre assholed <laughs> get to skate. Like there, there's no hashtag Me Too about Charlie Sheen. <laughs> well, he was like, the, yeah, exactly. He's just like so like, many well, levels. No, he's already been brought up on charges on the shit. Exactly. You know, it's like, he's oh like, yeah, put a knife to a woman's throat. He's it's like. like <laughs> Well, and it's also if you just set your persona as I am a huge raging dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what, people can't go. Well, you're a raging dick. Oh, you already said that. Okay, right. You also said that you were a wizard and you drink tiger blood, and <laughs> so you know you're in your own category, pal. You fucking do, um, George Jefferson, which I show, which I <laughs> fucking loved. I used, right, I love well, that. That, that, show. that was more that physical thing of walking like Sherman Hemsley. Oh yes, wheeze it, 
Squeeze oh, it. I want those zebra babies up in here. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, I'm hurting myself. All attitude. Do you do like you do? Do you do Michael Jackson? Yes, that was that was so much fun. Let me hear because, you, Michael. Because this was in the time back when he was still a major celebrity, <laughs> and you could do a sketch about all of the crazy things. <laughs> you know, but then he started getting weirder and weirder, and right. it got to a point where you would pitch a sketch, and they're like, "Oh, dude, did you read the, the Globe Daily Globe? He did something weirder than that already." It's like, "Ah, oh, shit." Did you did you, you know? did you see his movie? This is it. No, no, I I almost did, but it was after he died, and I'm like, you know what? I just want the kids to remember him as he was, because I was afraid it was just going to watch be the deterioration, you know. I just remember that I just I almost pissed my pants. I think I did pee my <laughs> pants. I, I I went to the show. I went to see the movie pretty baked, and it got to that it got <laughs> to that section in the middle where he was just like. Sometimes you're just a little girl wearing a, a shirt from the mall running from <laughs> corporate <laughs> big oil in, in the in the rainforest and, and I'm and I'm just like, what is going on? And I oh my God. and I just started laughing uncontrollably and I I um because I was like, My God, they're destroying they're they're adding more pollution to the atmosphere, just shooting the shot than you know <laughs> In, in the time it took for him to make to to you know record the, oh my god. So anyway, so yeah. that movie it was, um, was was it's insane. crazy. I mean, if you think about it, the 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 fact that there was no internet basically <laughs> gave Michael Jackson like ten more years to his career. Because had the internet been around, he would have been gone the minute he went on TV in false eyelashes, talking about. They wanted to take pictures of my penis and buttocks. <laughs> the Santa Barbara Sheriff's Department was, they were so terrible to me. I'm like, dude, you cannot wear base lipstick and false eyelashes and say penis on TV. Oh, my God. That dude. shit would have been viral like nobody's business. <laughs> Holy. Hold on. I, I, you you do so many impressions. It's like insane. It's like, okay, you ready? I'm going to do one of your impressions. Tell me if, if uh, it's if it's good enough. Okay. To your standard, you ready? This is, this is, um, okay. I'm gonna, this is this is uh, this person from a specific movie. You ready? Okay. Corbin, call my man. Be cool. Are you green? Are you green? Corbin, <laughs> Corbin. Oh my god. Oh my god. Corbin. Oh my god. He's coming. Oh my god. And then I'm gonna switch into <laughs> because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got shit to do. <laughs> Does that sound right. anything like it? That's nice. Thank now, you. The, the tricky part is these days you do a Chris Tucker and people think you're doing Kevin Hart. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. It's the other, the other high voice black guy. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Chris, you know, because no, people don't remember Chris Tucker. No, we did a sketch up. on Matt TV where I did Chris Tucker and Deborah Wilson did Rosie Perez. And basically we just had like glasses breaking and dogs howling. <laughs> And people's like ears were bleeding. <laughs> Mookie, why are you doing Mookie? Oh my god! Oh my god, dude. I mean, so did were you like when I when I I got into acting from watching Looney Tunes and Mel Blanc and just being like, oh my god, yeah. one guy does all those voices, and I wonder if I can, and then that kind of like spiral into you know what I'm doing today. Like, nice. are, like what what were the first cartoons that that got you? Oh. 
no, it's without a doubt those those classic Looney Tunes, Bugs right. Bunny. I I always say people say like, are there any? Who's your favorite actor? I'm like, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I say I say <laughs> not, da- not Mel Blanc, Bugs Bunny. I say Daffy Duck, man. Uh, see, I know Daffy was Daffy was too over the top for me. Bugs had levels. I love how. Well, here's the thing: is that I love the underdog, and and Daffy was the ultimate underdog. Like next to to like he was never gonna win. Like he had to fucking kill right. himself. He had to kill himself to get a little spotlight. Uh, you know well, what I, that's 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 Chuck Jones later Daffy. Remember early Daffy though was like the same thing as Scurry Squirrel and yeah, Only yeah. Bugs. Like you're right. <laughs> you know yeah, he was right. out of his mind. He was out of his fucking gourd. You're right. You're right. And then he had but, to play second fiddle to that rabbit. Does that, well, I, I think more what like happened is they realized, Sean. oh, we have a world here. Instead of because before they were just like individual cartoons. Like, all right, here's a crazy rabbit cartoon. Here's a crazy duck cartoon. Whatever. But then they're like, well, what if we put them together? Well, they, well, they, oh, they can't both be doing this, you know. Right. So they're like, all right, Bugs will be crazy, uh, Porky will be insecure, and Daffy will be the put upon one. Oh, great. So. <laughs> Although, see, I, I almost went into uh, Sylvester. Suffering, suffering, succotash. Yeah. Did you know that Sylvester and Daffy <clears throat> are basically the same. the same voice? Exactly the same. Well, one's pitched up. Yeah. And one spits more. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yes. Sylvester's a little lower and he's a bit. But, and, he, and he has that sort of attitude. Oh, because I'm hungry. And Daffy sounds more like Wallace Shawn. Right, exactly. <laughs> so. Okay, so you go, you audition for Mad TV, and you do a million fucking impressions. I am assuming was it like, I mean, I, I'm assuming it was a lot like the audition for SNL, where they were like, okay, how many fucking, how many impressions can you do? Yeah, well, it's like you, well, they were actually looking more for like characters, you know, like your your standalone characters than impressions. Right. Um, I think I'm trying to remember. I, I'm sure I did a couple of impressions. I think I did the. Michael and Sidney Poitier and, you know, <laughs> timeless uh, evergreen impressions like that. My friends, you do not understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, because, you know, they knew they were going to do some parodies, but they were really looking for, you know, those those catchphrase characters. Right, right. Exactly. Which I refuse like to ever thing. give them a catchphrase. <laughs> did you read Mad Magazine when you were growing up? I did. I oh, God, yeah. Fucking oh, yeah. I so still you- do. I do you? Uh, they were, I, I, yeah. I would get Mad Magazine and Heavy Metal Magazine, and between those two, oh. it covered all my bases basically. I had a collection. I yeah. actually, I still have. I've, I have a, a Mad Magazine that is actually older than I am. Oh wow! Is Cause it- I, because I inherited my next door neighbor's comic book collection. It's 2018. Time to upgrade your movie watching experience. Check out 40X today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 40X is an immersive full sensory theater experience equipped with wind, fog, rain, scents, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Feel the wind rip through a train heist! Yahoo! And every twist and turn on a high-speed chase! Yahoo! 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon! 40X USA on Facebook! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, 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 I might have to wrap it up soon, but here, but okay. I, I do have a few things I want to talk to you about because, um, well, okay, Pulp Fiction. We have to talk about this because that's gotcha. that's like my favorite. I think one of my favorite movies. You talk about going to movies like I saw Jurassic Park and Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I think they both came out uh, around the same summer, and I I think and I saw both of them like fifteen times each. Like I, oh, wow. I yeah, and um, yeah, I, I couldn't stop watching those two movies, and um, um, so and you, you're Marvin. You, your brains yeah. are all over the inside of that <laughs> car. It is your, it is your. You bring uh, the wolf, fucking. You know they have to call the fucking Winston Wolf in because. Your brains, yeah. fucking Marvin's brains, are all over the fucking car, man. How, like, what was that experience like? <laughs> shooting well, shooting that, cause... like, one of the most iconic scenes ever. Like th- th- those those three scenes back to back, like, so yeah, iconic. No, what it was, was amazing. It like? I mean, I knew it was a very small part, but I also knew they couldn't cut me out. Because you cut me out, you lose 45 minutes of that fucking movie. Right, 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 right. Like, where'd all the blood come from? That's weird. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was, reading that script was a revelation. Because it was just like so good and was unlike anything you had ever seen on film before. It was just like, what is is this? It's three stories, but it's all one, and they're all tied together. Like, nobody had done that before. And it was so good. Even though it's not like, realistic every line naturally comes as the line after it it's just like oh that's what you would say after somebody says do they speak english and what you know like (laughs) i mean it's so well crafted and everybody on set because the script was so good everybody was happy to be there right that was it's the best set i've been on to date you know in my 30-year career you know, were you a fan of Reservoir Dogs going into it? Yeah, yeah, I loved Reservoir. In fact, after the, <laughs> I'll never tell Quentin this, but after the first screening, I was like, eh, it was good, but I still like Reservoir Dogs better. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, I mean, he might, he might like that. That was his, that was the first one that really got people's attention. But uh, yeah. what, what was it like? It was work, so- work, what was it like working with Quentin? It was great. I'd actually met him at the Groundlings uh, ah. a couple years before. He had come and was the guest in an improv show that, that we were all in. And he was actually really funny. Um, and on, but on set, he's so different than he is like, you know, because in person, in person he's, you know, he's, he's just, you, like I have stood at a party and not gotten a word in edgewise with Quentin for like 40 minutes. Wow. But yeah. on set, he's like totally focused on you as the actor. It's like, okay, what do you need to get into this scene? All right, come on. Here's, you know, like I remember we were driving out to do my coverage in the backseat of the car, and the whole time we're driving, he's talking to me in character, helping me stay, you know, mentally where I need to be for this scene. It's like, you've just seen your best friends get killed. You know, I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. You know, just working with me. Right. You know? Holy shit. And he set such a cool tone for the set. Like, everybody, you know, was respected. Like, the PA was, you know on the same level as the DP, like everybody, like there was no, like, you know, treating anybody like shit. And consequently, nobody did that. If, you know, cause if he doesn't do it, then it's obviously not okay. You know? And you will know my name is the law. <laughs> now, do you have a Sam Jackson impression? I, I love Sam. 
it's weird. There's like two people that I really should be able to do that I can't nail. Martin Lawrence and Sam. Funny. Like, I can do like a passable enough Sam that you, you know, like that one. Like, Ezekiel 2517, <laughs> where is my super suit? Like, but yeah, I can yeah, only yeah. do him yelling. Right, me too. That's it. You know, but okay, I can't, so, I can't do a real Sam impression. So Incredibles two, I just I just saw it today, and I, oh, did you see it? You ever seen a forty X movie, man? Oh no, I keep wanting. I keep you know, can't, there are having the chance to go over there, and I haven't gotten yet. There are sponsor, and I love the movies. Yeah. You know, um, the yeah. the chair moves, and holy shit, man! <laughs> if this movie, this movie was. This movie was incredible. I mean, I you know, come on, I, that's so. But I, I, <laughs> I, with the chairs moving and everything, and the wind and the, and um, it's fa- it's fan fucking tastic. And you do two voices in it. I know. I got so. I'm so so psyched. Okay, so I, so you do Crushor, who is just like, what do you want? Do I come to your house and tell you to punch things or not to punch or to unpunch somebody? What the fuck is that? There's no one. There's no uncrush. <laughs> There is no one, Crush. I fucking love I that bit. <laughs> and then Electrix, it was he the guy who was like, okay, you know, sometimes I do a little electric uh, dancing. And what is what is it? Well, you know, I'd like to stop electrically, you know. Electrically. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> so those are two voices. I bet, okay, I bet you can just do all the voices if they let you. <laughs> right? I mean, no, I, I was so, I, I mean, we came in like as just a group of like loopers, you know, and they said, actually we have these other, these couple of these characters, you want to give it a try. And so you're just throwing stuff up against the wall. I completely assumed that all of this stuff would be, you know, replaced by celebrities or just, you know, deleted or whatever. I was so psyched when like the press for the movie started coming out and I was like tagged and stuff. I'm like, Oh, 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 nice. Okay. (laughs) So, I'm really, uh, I, I've got to take my kids. Maybe my kids will finally be impressed with something I do. How old are your kids? Um, uh, my boy's uh, almost 17, my girl's 13. How the fuck are your kids not impressed with what? Let me talk to them. <laughs> okay? I don't understand. I, I... Because they're into music and soccer. Right. They're, they're, they're too, they don't really care about like, you know, cartoons and genres, you know, all, all this geek stuff I do. I didn't raise geeks. <laughs> uh, that's, that's too bad. That's too bad. Well, just, just tell them it's paying the bills. Just tell them, just remind them. <laughs> oh yeah. You do that in a very large voice. Right. You will pay the bills <laughs> or I will crush you. <laughs> okay. So. I just gotta, I, I just gotta list some of these fucking other characters. John, you're fucking, the, you're the Green Lantern, John Stewart, on the Green Lantern of Sector Two Eight One Four. Holy fucking shit! You're on Family Guy. Yeah. You're on American Dad. I did American Dad. Robot Chicken. You've done. Oh yeah. You, well, you, you yeah, you've you've interviewed Seth, right? Yeah, yeah. Seth's a buddy of mine. I've been on Robot Chicken a couple times. I love doing nice. the show. Uh, and um, and you were Ang Lee on the show at one point. I, I guess. It. Like, yes. anytime you go in there, it's just going to be, you know, wild. It's like, okay, uh, this is a Mad Max type of thing. Or now you're Michael Jackson. Uh, now you're Ang Lee. Now you're... <laughs> you're, like... you're you're one of my favorite characters on Futurama. You're, you're Hermes Conrad. 
Oh, you like bureaucrats, do you? You little fetishist. I like how you sneak off and smoke pot sometimes. That's what I like. <laughs> that's not tobacco. That's not me. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, okay, so we were doing Chris Tucker earlier. There was a Friday animated series? Yes! Were they smoking pot and like, cursing and shit? It was... <sighs> I think the, the, the pot was implied. Uh, uh, the cursing okay. wasn't there. But yeah, who is it? It was me and DiMaggio. <clears throat> like, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I... Yeah, I was doing Smokey, man. <laughs> was it? Oh my I, God. See, now I can't remember. You know what, though? I might have been doing Craig, because I also do Ice yeah, Cube. Yeah, you were doing man. Craig. You were doing Craig. I think that's what it said oh, in, the, in the Wikipedia, but holy that's so fuck. Funny. You could have done both of them. <laughs> so, so uh, okay. So and now, John DiMaggio was doing uh, pops. DiMaggio, right? And he uh, he's Bender, right? He's Bender. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Oh fuck, he's great. So, uh, you know, I, I I like I told you, like Mel Blanc was like my the, one of my first influences. I I, I love this stuff. So Thanks. here we're get to, we're at the point of my my favorite section of our like like all those things bef- that we just spoke about are so cool. <laughs> and now. So you did uh, Star Wars Clone Wars with yeah. Gen- Gendy Tartakovsky, right? Is that am I saying his name right? Gendy Tartakovsky? You, you did say it right, but no. I didn't do Gendy's Clone Wars. Oh, you didn't? Uh, oh, you did the no, other one. I did the one that came after, oh, Dave okay. Filoni. I just, well, that was awesome, too. Who are you on that? Uh, I am Jedi Kit Fisto. Ah. I'm not a Jedi. Fucking unbelievable. I, I, I can't wait to listen back to this podcast and just count all the voices. <laughs> So, <laughs> Gendy Tartakovsky, who got my attention um, with Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab, and right, he did a Dexter's yeah. Lab, right? He did all of these things that were just um, the 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 action. It was so cute and fun, but the fucking action, okay? <laughs> and then you get to his Star Wars Clone Wars series, and he's really yeah. able to let loose with characters you love. I fucking love that. So now yeah. let me. So now we get to, um. Finally, an ancient <laughs> samurai warrior wielding <laughs> a magic sword step forth to oppose me. Okay, so <laughs> let me let me hear from Samurai Jack. Done. I need your help. Anything. Help dude. me defeat the evil that is Aku. Aku. <laughs> Dude, I know. Yeah, not much of a catchphrase for a character who barely speaks. So that yeah, basically I just go, "Aku!" My my chakras are aligning. I just want you to know. Yeah, man. I I've been I, really really fortunate to work with some people that I would argue are geniuses. You know, uh Paul Rubens, um Mac Raining. You were Cowboy uh, uh Cowboy Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seth MacFarlane and Gendy Tartakovsky. Right. I mean, you look at that series, the original series, the new ver- the new ser- the new season, and it is oh, it's a work of art. Let me tell you, you know? something, man. Like there were days I was I was right out of college and there were days where I was, you know, working my way, trying to be be a working actor. And there were some hard fucking nights and the hard cold ass days, <laughs> and it was just me and my last little you know little nug of weed, and, and all I had was just like the fucking you know just 
just me and, the, and like a couple of fucking snacks and Samurai Jack and and watching that watching that show turn the lights out and it is a feast for the eyes and the ears. Yeah. Um. And I mean, a masterpiece, an absolute yeah. masterpiece. The end. You have very. You have these characters who, if you didn't, if you just saw them on on a, just a cell of them, you'd say, "Oh, they're cute." But then you see them, you see this guy performing some of the greatest action scenes yes. in any cartoon ever. Okay, that fucking, the first episode oh, yeah. where he defends the fucking uh, dogs on the crystal world from the fucking Beatles. <laughs> yeah. And it just goes, yes. it just goes on. And you're just like, Whoa, who, has the, who has the audacity? To just do a 15, there's no, he's not, what What has he said? He's gone, like that's all you've, yeah. you, you know, and, and it's just like, oh my good Lord. And yeah. I just fell in love with it. And I fell in love with the character and, um, and you're yeah, him, man. that world. When you go to Comic-Cons, do they just line up around the fucking corner to fucking meet Samurai Jack? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that show is one of the things I'm most proud to be a part of. I mean, although I know that I'm a very small part of it, it's like, oh, I'm the voice of a character who barely speaks. All right. But still, just to be counted among the group of people who helped bring that to life, that's that's Does to he me, barely speak? I feel like well, you know, he what he does with you know, that voice is recognizable globally. You know, it, like it's Well, because it, well, when he does speak, he says something that matters. Yeah. You know. But no, the the joke was always there would be, you know, me, Mako, and then one actor, guest actor, and the guest actor had all the lines because he had to do the, you <laughs> right, know, like, right. all the exposition. All the exposition. There, up, up this mountainside, there is a well that is a magic <laughs> well. It is a, I will find it. You will not, Samurai. I will destroy you. And like Mako and I had, you know, Mako had three lines. I had one, and that guy had, a, you know, a three-page monologue. Who does a coup? Who, who, who is the? Um, well, originally it was Mako Iwamatsu. He was like, um, he was, he was, he's like a famous act, uh, actor, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he starred in Pacific Overtures on Broadway. He was in Tora Tora Tora. He did everything. He was, he, he was the wizard in Conan, the original Conan exactly, the Barbarian. Exactly. That's exactly what I remember him from. Yeah. He was one of the co founders of East West Players out here in LA. He was incredible. Incredible. Um, but he, he passed away. Um, actually, after, after the series ended, but before we could uh, bring it back for the fifth season, oh, so cool. um, and Greg, Greg Baldwin came in and took over the role of Aku. Do you he do did a great? Can you do an Aku? Uh, a little bit. It's like long ago. Yeah, there was a <laughs> foolish samurai. <laughs> you know. Dude, hey, I sat next to the guy for four years. I, 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 I mean, how, you know, pick you, something up. Yeah, you're 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 like a, a incredible mimic. Like, you you have so many. I, I'm trying to put this show together um, called uh, Moon Lake, and it's like it's it's like Twilight Zone. My homage to Heavy Metal Magazine and ah and, nice. Um, and I, I really I would love to get Gendy involved. I would love to get you involved if you're not too busy doing a million voices for you know the world. <laughs> Um, Never I, too busy for you, Dan. Oh man, that is like, wow, that is the coolest. But you're but you're gonna have to meet my kids or send a video because um, my whole family um, 
is huge Goldbergs fans because my wife actually grew up in Jenkintown. No way. That's, yes. That's so we watched the Goldberg. We watched the Goldbergs like a documentary. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. Done and done. <laughs> and I think that uh, old Grunny, he wants to put a show together. He's like a, a radio yes. SNL. That sounds like a blast. I want to let's let's. I I think we're gonna come come play with us. Yeah, man. I think we're gonna do that. So I I'm so psyched to 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 continue this fucking uh like fucking playing with you and like relationship and <laughs> so cool man thanks for coming on the show thanks for having me brother oh man anytime i was so excited to fucking samurai jack watcha watcha <laughs> you know who did the theme song right who was that people forget it was uh, black eyed peas will i am did the theme song to samurai jack so good oh my god we're gonna we're gonna put that song at the beginning of the show go to uh, get back Back to the past. Watch out! <laughs> Dude, you're the best. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure. Uh, and when you get back to L.A., we're going to go 4DX it up. Absolutely. Yeah, you going to Comic-Con, man? You going to San Diego? Um, I think so. I'm not sure yet. i got to find out. Okay, well, definitely. Yeah. We're gonna... Are you going down there? Yeah. What are you going down there for? I got the Fantastic Beast movie coming out. Oh, cool! Yeah, and uh, so this year is going to be huge. And I'm bringing my podcast down there. We're going to do a whole party. Oh, right on! Yeah, dude. you got to check it out. But when I'm in LA, um, I want to come see Greg's. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to see it. Yeah, yeah.